This a success off another breath. This the first step in searching to be nothing less than be the best in what you do to prove their strength in being you. Learn so much in chasing dreams that I never would in school. And what's going on, guys? Kieran Headley here from the Pocket Coach Podcast, the place where we bring mental health and performance together through the lens of both spirituality and science, which is always a very, very exciting thing. And we always have either doctors or specialists or just absolutely incredible people that have amazing stories behind them on the podcast. And today I actually have um, someone that really is a mixture of many of those, which Jock Barnes Graham in front of me over here, ex-cage fighter, you hear me, (laughs) ex-cage fighter, now yogi, and runs a spiritual festival called Revive Festival. Uh, brand new festival which ran this year um, which this guy's work ethic is honestly uh, has no bounds it's, it's honestly really inspiring for me to observe uh, the way that he's building this community of his and um, yeah this incredible festival will be running very successfully once again early next year I believe the 3rd to the 6th is that correct of January? 6th to the 9th 2022 okay. yeah it. beautiful and uh, him and his brother have actually yeah gone and co-created this fantastic fantastic festival and I'm so passionate about uh, speaking about on this podcast alongside his journey from a cage fighter, um, uh, living a life that was, uh, from what you've shared with me, uh, quite egoic in a ways, and then transforming that into this really beautiful and healthy uh, way of uh, cultivating this beautiful uh, balance and health, healthy masculinity within, Mm. uh, and the way that you've created this really um, beautiful, passionate, and joyful life way of life and that's what i'm really excited to dive into with you today and really share a bit about your story with the audience about why we went from cage fighter (laughs) to yogi you know it's a a, um, transformation that we don't really hear about too much yeah and also uh what it is that you've shifted and changed in order to create so much more joy and so much more health in your life Mm. and so i'm so excited because there's so many ways and um that we can sort of take this talk so that's why i'm going to actually leave it quite open-ended and i'm going to dive in straight away first before we even go anywhere because that's such an interesting point is why the heck did you go from cage fighter to yogi talk to us about that brother <laughs> yeah good mm. question man first of all thank you so much mm. Kiza, for having me here bro so nice to be here and really love the mahi you're doing as well man thank to you, share bro. the love and knowledge from people all around the around aotearoa you know so mm. i'm really stoked to see that happen um and thank you for the wonderful introduction um Yeah, for me, I've had a bit of a path that has changed significantly regularly. You know, I'm a Gemini. Apparently, a Gemini changes regularly. I don't really follow those (laughs) star signs, but apparently it's aligned. Uh, I hear that about Aquarius as well. So yeah, that's that's right. Maybe we should look into it and listen more. (laughs) I might get something out of it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but nah. uh, So yeah, I... um, I grew up on a farm, you know, running free, uh, really uh, developed a strong connection with nature Mm. because of that. And, you know, I became... uh, quite quite just like strengthened from growing up on a farm and learning to use my my own body and my own ways of um having fun and and you know living out in, in the wild which kind of i guess built a bit of resilience and also a bit of fight because we used to you know we used to run across the farm and we used to hunt and fish and whatever yeah, yeah. and camp and stuff you know yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was bullied quite a lot as a child, you know, at a primary school and that, uh, caused a bit of, uh, anger, well, quite a lot of anger within me. And that became a coping mechanism, you know, to, uh, protect myself naturally. And so this anger would often come out, uh, quite often, you know, and 
I after a, a few years of that anger being quite prominent, I decided to take a really good look at it and think, wow, how can I channel this anger instead of it being damaging to others? How can I damage something that's not a human? You know? So I went to the boxing bag yeah. and it was a really great way in a form of a release to mm. uh, actually allow the anger to come up, which I'll get to later. Mm. It's really important to feel these emotions that you're having, good or bad, gross or subtle, mm. pleasant or unpleasant. And it allowed them to come up and then therefore eventually let go of that, you know, mm. and I was doing that through fighting, hitting the bag, training myself to the bone. I was training four times a week for three to three and a half hours. Like it, I was definitely pushing myself to the limit. However, I was at my peak. Um, so for me, uh, it wasn't only feeling and then releasing my anger, but it was also empowering me too. So it was like a double whammy, you know, uh, and you know, I, I trained for about six months until I had my first fight and it was straight into the cage. No, <laughs> not like no pads, yeah. just those thin gloves, right. you know, like yeah. four mil yeah. gloves, man. And wow. I, yeah, people thought I was crazy. Yeah. I guess I, I was and yeah. still can be, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Get, getting into the cage, uh, it wasn't for me, you yeah. know, I had the fight and luckily won. I was getting absolutely hammered in the first few rounds until I took him to the ground and my my ground game was a little bit better than him, but um, when I started damaging somebody, you know, in the cage, I was like, that's not, that was not the purpose of me finding the fighting. Mm. The purpose for me was to, the purpose for me joining um, MMA was to actually stop hurting people with my mm. anger, you know, so it just felt wrong. Yeah. So obviously I, you know, survived the fight as much as I didn't want to be there. One, because I was hurting someone, and two, because it sucked. Like, yeah. after the first couple of rounds, man, you are burnt out, and you have to yeah. go in for another brawl, and this person wants to absolutely cripple you. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not me, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very much a, a caring guy. You know, I mm. love people. I love life, and I don't really, yeah, I don't want to hurt people. So, uh, yeah, once the fight was done, I took another look at MMA, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can keep training and, you know, be at my peak and use it as a release for anger, but I can also find something else that is still a mode of a release. And then I found yoga mm. and it was, yeah, it was quite a big jump, you know, to go from something that's so yang, you know, so fire, so uh, fight enthused to something that's so much more yin, uh, feminine based, you know, it was very much perceived feminine back then and still is. Uh, however, you know, it was a part of our gym membership. So I decided to start that. And, you know, I was always open to trying new things. Uh, and I was, it was very, it was a very egoic uh, entrance into yoga for me. It was because I was like, oh, fuck yeah, you can do handstands. You can do like bends and like twists. Oh, hell yeah. And so I started yoga, loved it, but it got every injury under the sun. Because mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this to, you know, reach my peak performance and that's what i was used to with the fighting trying to find my absolute peak yes. and then after getting those injuries i took another look at myself and i was like what what are you doing this for you know yes. what's the reason behind this and so i um slowed down i pulled back and just started doing the absolute fundamental um foundation of yoga and that's the subtle movements mm. and just to promote that blood flow to create silence in the mind or quiet in the mind and um you know movement which just shifts energy in the body and that energy can also be in the form of emotion so i can mm. feel again my anger coming up through this movement mm. and because you're generally quite calm and in that flow state and yoga 
you can see it eye to eye. You can like sleep with your fear. You know, you can sleep with your anger and then let it go by mm. re remaining equanimous, you know, and that's part mm. of the teachings of yoga is like, can you flow, allow things to come and go without trying to change them or judge them and simply just feel. And when you feel and acknowledge that that is a part of being human, mm. you can then let it go. And it kind of happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. And, um, yeah, what, what you shared there, so you used a few beautiful key words that, um, I feel there will, will be some confusion with people listening on I kind sure. of for myself. There was a big one. Um, yep. I know for yourself at one point there was as well, right. Yeah. With the concept of, let it flow. What do you mean by let it flow? Because I know that, um, like when I talk about that on social media, I hear people saying, what do you mean by that? Like, mm. how do you let it flow? Um, like, um, that, that, like the concept of the understanding of letting it flow is yeah. just not quite really resonating. Sure. And, um, so what do you mean by let it flow? And what are the benefits of that? Yeah. Good yeah. question. You mean the flow state? Uh, just in general, in terms of, um, when things come up, you mentioned, ah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. When things come up, let it flow. Yeah. yeah so when I say let it flow, I mean, let it come out up without trying to resist it, yeah. without trying to forget about it, mm. without trying to avoid it. Instead of aversion, uh, seek um, collaboration. You know, mm. when something arises, let it come up. And if you yeah. can let it come up, it flows naturally. However, if you push it under, it actually gets stored as an, a blockage in the body in the mm. form of e energy or something heavy. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think acceptance and understanding of what is arising as part of being human yes. that should naturally allow it to just come up and then disappear. Yes. And that is the flow. The arise and fall is mm. the flow. And that mm. is the flow of nature. It is to say that each and every sensation or experience will come and eventually pass. Mm. And it's how you look at it, which determines the flow of that arise and fall. Mm. So if you look at it in a way of, uh, I'm angry. Nah, I shouldn't be angry. Come on, let's yeah. be happy. Yeah. It's not going to flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to come up, but it's going to stay in, you yeah. know? Because when you don't accept it, it's you can't let it go. Mm. You have to soften into the experience. And what I mean by soften into the experience is relax your body so that you can yes. feel that anger. Yes. And anger is a very powerful emotion. It is. So it's no wonder why people try and push it under. Yeah. But one, it's trying to tell you something. It's a natural emo a human emotion um, to tell you that something is important. And mm. two, uh, what was my second? Damn it, I'm angry. I shouldn't be yeah. angry. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's a powerful emotion and um yeah. you just you got you gotta try your best to just accept it and see it eye to eye. Mm. Yeah, does that answer your question? Absolutely, about, brother. Yeah, cool. yeah, I mean like um when anger slowed in my past, I'll be angry about the anger. Yeah. When anxiety oh. slowed in my past, I'll be anxious about the anxiety. Mm. When depression's flowed, I'll be depressed about the depression. That's, yeah, exactly. It's mm. a compounding effect Absolutely. of um, resisting whatever it is that I'm experiencing. And um, yeah, to, to your point, that whole concept of letting it flow, letting it arise, um, whatever feeling or sensation, even if I'm not in touch with the feeling itself, right? Um, it's, um, I know it will produce some sort of sensational tension in my system. Yeah. So like that tension in the, in the traps or in mm. the stomach, like mm -hmm. tightness in the stomach shut down closing in the throat yeah acknowledging it oh okay i can relax that and i'm yeah. actually letting that flow um and letting it move and letting it shift and unblock and yep. yeah man that's that's been so game-changing for me um, mm. but there was a time man when uh that concept was um i mean vipassana has massively helped with that oh yeah for me Same yeah here. yeah hugely yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like being able to tune into that where that's blocked or mm. that really starts with the awareness yeah, eh? totally. first being aware of what you're experiencing yeah and then it. you go from there that's yeah. it so that's that's exactly what i was going to get to actually because mm. um so in order to build awareness what, what does that take how does one become more aware of what's going on within their system um mm. in terms of feelings sensations 
Um, how does one adopt that awareness so they become more aware before it creates reaction yeah. um, so that they can tap in early before the reactions occurred so they can shift it. Love that. Mm. Yeah. Often this one can be quite controversial. Yeah. Uh, you know, awareness and meditation and spirituality can yeah. be perceived uh, quite differently depending on the, the the individual. But this is my mm. understanding of it. Me for awa- uh, awareness for me is first slowing down. Yeah. You know, and giving your mind and body space to process whatever you're experiencing. Because, for example, if I am trying to deal with some sort of interaction or experience, but I'm like, oh, coffee, tea, cleaning the ground, you know, feeding the cat, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be possible, yeah. man. Like, we can't multitask and perform at our best. Mm. So I think, for me, the most important thing is first just slowing down. Mm. Take a breath. Mm. And it gives you time to acknowledge what you're actually experiencing. Mm. I, I love just taking a breath like that. And it's mm. so, uh, it's such a cliche, take a breath, but it, it works, man. Yeah. That's why it's a cliche. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah cliche and then, reason. yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you can see what, what you're experiencing, um, as it, as it is, you know, mm. uh, and then awareness, uh, to build awareness in that given moment. Say, say if you've encountered a stressful situation with your boss because you fucked up at mm. work, I, Every now and again is okay. It's only out of emphasis. Yeah. Um, I'll accept uh, that. Still still be my friend. I appreciate that. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah. So say if you encountered a stressful situation with your Mm. boss because you messed up at work uh, and where was I going with this? Awareness. (laughs) Awareness. Yeah. yeah. So to build build awareness uh, is to... First, just, you know, acknowledge what has happened, mm. accept that, and and just take a moment to really take in your surroundings, listen to whatever sounds you can hear, you know, and then, and then just approach it from a place of calm and ease, you know, without trying to, like, you know, try not to stress, try not to respond from a state of uh, unsettledness, you know, or... Um, heightened heightened energy it's just that take that breath mm. slow down mm. see the situation as it is and and act upon it from that new state that you've mm. cultivated yeah so i guess awareness is yeah, cultivating a state of awareness mm. by slowing down taking in your surroundings seeing what you're experiencing mm. and then taking an action from there and you'd probably be quite surprised how well you can handle the situation when you've primed yourself yes yeah yes that's um that's so on point brother um yeah i know that's um that's definitely a big thing that i know has brought up a lot of resistance for me in the past and does Mm. bring up a lot of resistance with people that i work with which is um the concept of actually learning to come to a place of quote-unquote acceptance or whatever it is that's there Mm. rather than trying to reject it and um i mean why would i accept it like it it, it hurts it sucks like Mm. well well, why would i do that it's Mm. suffering i'm why would I like, and there's also as well, the concept that acceptance means becoming a doormat. Yeah. That's not right. It's actually, it's, it's gotten, they're actually two completely separate things and related to two completely separate things. One doesn't equal the other, right? Mm. Yeah. So do you mind just touching on that? The difference between sure. acceptance and also this concept of being a doormat. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So I think, you know, acceptance is understanding what the situation is and allowing that to come up mm. without pushing it under. Mm. However, Allowing it to come up doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have the right to either challenge it yeah. or, or try and 
figure out why it has happened and change it if you think it is necessary within you, mm. you know. And what may be uh, uh, understandably accepting for one person is probably the opposite for the other person. Yeah. So I guess it's just having faith in your beliefs, your knowledge mm. on, on the on the situation, um, accepting that it has happened. Yeah. And you know, you can uh you can think you're accepting by pushing it under and moving mm. on, but often accepting is seeing this situation I die and saying, yes. how can we diffuse this situation if it needs diffusing? Or even if it's a positive connotation, mm. how can we make use of this positive experience mm. we're having now? And I'm going to accept that this is a rise, you know, it's yeah, the same yeah. thing. It can be positive or negative. And now we're going to act on it from a state of awareness. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel that brother. Mm. Um, the metaphor I love is, there was a fire in my kitchen. Um, I can, if I don't accept the fact that there's a fire in the kitchen, right? I'm like, ah, no, there's no fire. No, this doesn't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't happening. Yeah, right? you'll What's be starving. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. You either die or you still <laughs> yeah, exactly. die from one of the two. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but otherwise, if I completely accept and acknowledge, okay, well, there's a fire in my kitchen. What can I do about it? Well, mm. I guess it's probably too big for me to do anything about it. I'll leave the house. Call one one one. Um, you know, whatever country you're in or whatever, call mm. the fire brigade. Mm. Um, but ultimately, the most conscious action can be taken only from a place of acceptance. Yeah. Right? Um, and um, yeah, if you agree on that, I mean, I definitely found that in the past, when I've reacted to situations or pushed them under, I haven't been able to do anything about them. And eventually, like the fire, it just builds and builds and builds because yeah. nothing's done about it until mm. it burns me down mm. um, and it comes and gets me, right? Get um, while it's early, eh? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, while the fire's small. Totally. Yeah, and then mm. can actually put it out. Mm. Um but yeah, I get, that's the same with anxiety or depression or just anything, right? I mean, um, it does start small like a seed and it's mm. often ignored, pushed under and it just amplifies bills, bills, bills. And then, yeah. you know, the, um, something even unrelated just triggers, boom, and it comes out there or it comes mm. out here. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that would obviously build re resistance within you because the problem is eventually getting bigger mm. and bigger. You know, when mm. you push something aside, often for me personally, if I push something under, it's in the back of my mind. Yeah. And yeah. It, that'll keep me awake. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm. So mm. what I'd love to uh, <clears throat> ask about is um, as one, okay, well, builds more awareness. Okay, they're aware now um, that maybe anxiety is arising or maybe depression is rising or maybe anger is arising or frustration or whatever that might be. Um, and they're noticing they're being a little bit more short with people. They're noticing um, uh, they're, being, they're finding they're, they're running around a bit more. And they're like, okay, well, I've become a little bit more aware. Okay, I've taken a pause. I've taken a breath. I've noticed what's going on within me, uh, this anxiety, this depression, whatever that is, mm. what do they do from there? Mm. Yeah, that can be a hard one, you know, depending on how intense the emotion is. Mm. Yeah, I've, often if it's really intense, my first thought is to remove yourself from the situation Love that. equanimously if you can. So mm. first... Just explain equanimously. Equanimously yeah. is to say if you are equanimous to something or mm. someone, you are not identifying yourself with that something mm. or someone or whatever they're experiencing. Mm. You are not judging them. Mm. You're not trying to change them or it. Um, you're not defining yourself by mm. them or their emotions. Yeah, that's mm. equanimous. So that can help you uh, make a point from only within what you are feeling and experiencing mm. and thinking. If you are not equanimous to something or someone, your uh, discussion or your point or whatever you're trying to say mm. will be influenced by what you are not remaining yeah. equanimous to yeah. yeah so it's really important to just like remain neutral and say mm. you have your point 
I have my point. Mm. And this is what I'm going to say from my state of equanimity, mm. my mm. point. Not out of reaction, but out of response, right? Yeah, because yeah. often reaction is out of what external forces or yeah. people create within you, yeah. is my understanding. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, reaction is to react out something. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So makes sense. basically redoing or reusing old patterns or old conditioning. So yeah. that's not really new stuff, is it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. can't create a new result with it with old thoughts exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's breaking so, those old habit patterns mm. and saying actually what am i feeling right now and mm. what what have i learned in the past that i can use now you know yes. what have i learned from previously not being equanimous or, yes. or reacting yeah yes. um yes. so yeah. to that point right so um okay they've they've identified um the thing right the intense experience so yep. um remove self from situation if it's intense yeah um, while remaining equanimous yeah what then how about communication oh. maybe yeah. communicate if it's a person and that person can hear you you know yeah. maybe you're not speaking to a tree <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, just saying that's hey. what jock does guys yeah, you have yeah. To do i'm a yogi right that's what i do i speak to trees <laughs> um yeah i guess that's <laughs> what you're speaking to a tree yeah. when i got here bro <laughs> i was i was I was taking in all of the corridor from the trees down there. They had lots to share. That's why I'm full of wisdom right now, you know, because trees For those that so aren't Kiwi, corridor means conversation. Uh, yes, corridor, yeah. mm. conversation, and mm. te reo Māori. Uh, yeah, so if you can communicate what you're feeling with the person, um, I feel like communication is a huge uh, factor for relationships or any situation, you know, and communication then brings on understanding. So if you are experiencing an emotional sensation, maybe you might like to say, hey, man, like I'm angry at the mm. moment. You know, this has brought up a lot of anxiety within me. Mm. Um, either then they will meet you and say, how can I help you with that? Or then you could say, because of this anger and or anxiety or whatever emotion, I'm going to need to come back to you, you know, and, and take, a, take another route later on. Yeah, that authenticity is powerful powerful it is yeah, man yeah. and an authenticity yeah. like that is vulnerability yeah so there's a vision towards that too totally. I, I i believe and i've learned that from vipassana as well yeah. like when you sit for a long period of time a lot comes up oh, wow, yeah. and we naturally want to avoid it and yeah. get up and move you know totally. you gotta sit there yeah, you know? sit through it, eh? so maybe it is meeting the situation i die and actually saying yeah i'm anxious and i'm angry but mm. how can we diffuse this now that you know that i'm angry and that we both are wanting to work it out mm. Uh, yeah, and so you know, remain like um, uh, building awareness mm. in that very situation. Mm. Um, but you know, it's hard to act when your emotions are uh, strong. Oh man, it's so yeah, hard, yeah. isn't it? So like, because based on a man who used to, a kid who used to get angry, and I would constantly react from mm. those emotions, mm. and that that reaction was not a way that I want to act mm. in this life. So I think first. Uh, detaching yourself from that emotion that is remaining equanimous. Yeah. So do not and identify how? yourself. Yeah. So yeah. how do they not identify? How do they detach from the emotion? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's challenging, but you know, first allowing it to come up. Mm. So the allowing would probably be communicating, "Hey, I'm angry." Yeah. Yeah. Just but also I, as well, it's not like, "Hey, I'm angry." Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, hey, you know? just letting you know, I actually feel quite angry. Right angry. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. the way in which you said that mm. now, bro, is letting me know that you are not channeling the anger into your physical body in your, your conversation. Yeah. It's just a, an emotion. Yeah. And it's really important to acknowledge that we are not our emotions. And this is the, quite the hard thing to wrap our heads around. Is, yeah. We are not our emotions. We are not our thoughts. They come and go naturally. 
we cannot control them. What we can control is our response to them. Mm. Um, so I think if you're in a situation and anger arises, first allow it to come in, like we said before, mm. take a breath, feel it, don't push it under. Obviously, you're going to want to be angry yeah. and like fight and punch yeah. walls and stuff, you know, maybe. Yeah. But I think, you know, remaining relaxed in the body, yeah, uh, allowing the sensation mm. to come up, take a breath or two, that often helps reduce the stress. Mm. Um, and, then, and then just try and make the point or conversation from a place of calm from mm. ease you know from yes. the deep knowledge that you have yes. and pause you know i find when i'm angry i'm, I'm like yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. no pause there's no breath yeah you know so i think if you just take it slow mm. remain aware of the situation mm. take a couple deep breaths mm. and speak slowly relax your body that should enable the release of that emotion that arises mm. hopefully oh man i so feel that um mm. the relaxing the body and especially the deep breath into the lower belly that's been huge for me eh? yeah. when resistance is there no, when frustration is there, um, mm. yeah, being able to actually expand into that space. Eh? We breathe the top part of our lungs regularly, yeah. let alone when we're angry, it's probably like the oh, top yeah. millimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People hyperventilate, yeah, you know, do, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, mm. the, that's the anger response, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, a deep breath into oh, the man. belly. Huge. It just, like, we all know how powerful a breath is to mm. calm the mind, the nervous system, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and in doing so, I mean, um, the, the ultimate goal is to create a situation where the brain is starting to associate this new environment of experiencing a little bit more calmness rather than reactiveness and a situation that was previously reacted to. Mm. Now the brain's starting to identify, oh, wow, it can still be safe even when you're calm. It can still be safe even when uh, you take a deep breath and you slow down. Nothing bad is actually going to happen from slowing down. Now we're identifying the slowness and the openness and the calmness mm. to a space where there's going to be no... Uh, negative consequence from doing so in fact it's going to unveil um, probably a more positive consequence right mm. from those experiences um, yeah that's definitely been a big part for myself brother is um, learning from those experiences where oh wow i was able to be able to maintain calmness and that that's a massive win wow yeah awesome. yeah and it gives you confidence that. right yeah. once you've done it once you yeah. are more familiar with it you're yeah. more likely to be able to do it again so it I becomes guess more of a pattern part. eh yeah yeah, and then, yeah. Um, it comes easier and easier mm. from there yeah mm, totally absolutely. so maybe there's resistance towards first trying to remain mm. calm in a stressful situation if you haven't before mm. so it's going to take a bit more mind power a bit more presence you know mm. a bit more trust that you can remain calm just take your time slow down yes yeah. yes i love that mm. um yeah yeah so awareness um okay i'm feeling angry mm. um if it's too intense remove yourself from situations so, so react yeah i feel that i resonate mm. with that as well yeah although that um, can be very hard in the heat of a moment yeah hey? totally because i want to fix it right yeah, now and someone's yeah. like actually where are you going yeah, you can't yeah. leave now yeah, but yeah. it's like if i stay you're gonna uh, be sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. got it bad bitch kids out right now so <laughs> you watch out. Yeah. um but yeah um that's that's actually been something i've been able to fortunately be able to use in a past relationship was exactly that but at the same time as well i've been on the opposite in past relationships where i haven't even been aware that i've been in that state i've just been in such i've been in a fuming state of like mm. just frustration mm. of the fact that like why can't you see what i'm saying why can't you hear what i'm saying like yeah. you know that's really 
deep sense of frustration that was there. And well, I definitely realized that first of all, I wasn't hearing myself. So mm. that was a big one. But um, also as well, I wasn't fixing the situation any, um, any quicker. In fact, I was actually taking a lot longer to fix it. Cause, yeah, yeah cause <laughs> stoking then, the fire. Yeah, totally. I was yeah. making the other person even more reactive. So mm. um, actually, yeah, calmly being like, hey, I'm just letting you know I, exactly what you shared before. I'm like, hey, just letting you know I actually feel quite um, frustrated right now. I just need to take a bit of time if that's okay. Um, and that if it's okay, it has been a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, actually just asking them yeah. in the form of an ask, not Giving a statement them the of right like, of hey, I need to... space. Yeah. Uh, that's like a quite, a, that's quite, it's going to cause reaction to yeah. the person, right? It's yeah. quite, impre- yeah, you yeah. impress something on them, eh? Mm. Instead, you give them the space to have a say in this mm. matter too. Yeah. Communication again, eh? Yeah. I think that's a nice tool for communication is mm. first stating your, uh, belief or your action and then giving them the space to, Totally. Have a say totally. in that and too. I really doubt it's going to be a no, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Honesty, man. Mm. Like stone cold honesty for the, in the best of times helps a lot, eh? Because, y- you know, you're not lying and people can feel when you're mm. truthful and then they'll be like, okay, cool, come back later. Mm. You can deal with it. Mm. I love that we've been touching on this topic of anger because I haven't had an opportunity of exploring the topic of anger with oh, um, really? people yet. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. Sort of depth you come to the depth. right guy. Yeah, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. I love that. Um, yeah, it definitely influenced my life significantly. Yeah. 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 I still yeah. feel it come up now, yeah. but I, I guess now I'm able to manage it a lot better. You know, yeah. I'd even mind. call it um, less management, more freedom, right? Because yeah. it's more like you're more like observing it, noticing it, and yeah. choosing your, the way that you're approaching I just it, it doesn't I, I don't i don't identify myself with it anymore and yeah. that is freeing that's yeah. liberating that's mm. so incredible yeah 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 oh that's so beautiful brother so what i'd love 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 um and we'll dive more into uh like sort of strategies techniques tools and that sort of thing in a second but i'd really like to ask was there a specific moment out like or was it actually the fight itself that led to you recognizing that uh, this you needed to do something with this anger mm. you needed to actually um, start to shift how you're approaching this anger yeah what, what, like was there a moment was there a dark situation or anything like that for you mm. that triggered that yeah there's been a couple mm. one was definitely the fight that yeah, was so a, that was quite dark for you was it? yeah it was okay. yeah yeah the start of it you know uh, being in that cage with that guy and seeing my anger come out wow. in the form of hurting somebody else wow, I was like, yeah. nah, i gotta change this yeah and then after that you know i had a I had a relationship with a beautiful wahine um, and, you know, anger came up a bit in that relationship yeah. as well. And I could see that mm. that hurt her too. And I was like, nah, man, like I, mm. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to hurt anybody. Mm. So over the course of a few experiences, I had seen my anger affect people, impact others. Wow. And, you know, being the kind and caring person I am, yeah. I thought, okay, I got to do something about this. Cause it wasn't me. It was my anger that mm. created that. It wasn't yes. intentional. Like I didn't want to hurt them. Yes. Like even I'd just get angry at a situation and my girlfriend would get hurt from the energy of my anger, you know, it's cause I guess maybe that's triggered something within her in the past. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's uh, just, I'd say the fight and the, or the relationship, which definitely defined how powerful the anger had been and that I really wanted to make a change. Mm. And so I was really lucky to have these modes of uh, outlets to, to start working on seeing the anger as an extension of just my mind, you know, yeah. and then, and then eventually uh, not identifying myself. With yeah. It. And that was through the path of yoga. And yoga, man, yeah. yoga, Vipassana, yeah. uh, and, some really beautiful friends that I have, yeah. you know, and, and actually just talking to them about it. 
Um, Speak to us about that because there's, I know, especially here in New Zealand and I know massively in other areas of the world as well, there's a big resistance, not just with guys, with girls as well, about speaking and sharing um, feelings in general, struggles, challenges, um, and actually raising them to the surface and having conversations with mates about them. Because there's this concept of, I'm being a burden. There's this concept of, oh, they wouldn't want to hang out with me if I speak Mm, about that stuff. Exactly. So first you've got to build the element of trust within your friendship or relationship that you're going to be talking about this stuff with. And I'm really fortunate enough to have friends who I talk about absolutely anything with pretty much, man. So how does one come to that? Mm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I, I mean, depending on the person, yeah. you can either feel it straight away. You know, yeah. you can like, I trust this person, I really do, and the conversation that you have is generally quite deep. Mm. And by deep, I mean you talk about anything and things that aren't often spoken about with people that maybe you don't trust, or mm. maybe things you don't speak about that society has programmed you to think that are taboo. Mm. You know, uh, so yeah. I think just either feeling into the situation and just trusting in your intuition that this person you can Mm. trust, you know, or having experiences together, like things that are going to build trust between you and the other person. Like Mm. I went on this um, adventure with my friend Jasper and we, uh, it was actually in Matata on the coast and we went down by the beach and we're just chilling out. This was on the way home to Gisborne and, you know, we had hung out for a while. We were still relatively early in our brotherhood. And we thought, oh, it's going to be a beautiful sunset. Should we climb up the cliffs? And the cliffs are like sheer cliff faces, but there's only one small narrow cavity that you can go up. And we were so excited about going to see this amazing sunset and go into this untouched land over here that we kind of ran up this channel without remembering where we went, you know. And anyway, just to fast track it, because it is a long story, we ran right up to the top, got a beautiful sunset, and the sun was going down. We're like, oh, it's a bit dark. We should get back. (laughs) So we start like jogging back. And by the time we get back to the tree line, it's dark. And we have a headlight, but the headlight's slowly dying, Mm. of course. Mm. And um, luckily, it's like slightly moony night, you know, so it's kind of bright, but um, definitely dark as well. (laughs) And so we get to the tree line, and we start trying to find our way down. And we know there's a cliff there. Mm. And every now and then we come to the cliff season. We're like, yeah, no, it's ah. definitely not the place. And then yeah. eventually we get to this point that we thought was the place. And then we heard this trickling sound and we were like, oh, it sounds like a stream. But we didn't cross a stream. So I dislodge a rock and it's like, doo 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 Jasper, go back. So super, super big cliff there, yeah. you know. And we come back to the cliff and we like attach it. Like we, at this point, we're hanging on to trees, like hanging yeah. on to the cliff. And we turn off the headlight and then the, the, all these glowworms come out and we just slow down. We're like, brother, either we're going to sleep up here or we're going to work together and find our way out of here, yeah. you know. And eventually we like we work together, man. We like we're going back and forward. Like this was over the course of like an hour and a half. Uh, and, we, and we were in like a 50 meter radius, not even yeah. that, you know. And eventually, you know, through working together and trusting in each other's instinct, we found our way down. Wow. And after that, I could really feel that our brotherhood was just so much more strong and powerful, you know? And so what I would recommend to those of you who want to build relationships that you can communicate about anything Mm. is go on adventures together. Embrace discomfort together. Go jump in the cold ocean like you and I did, Keza, you know? And and you see your friend in their most vulnerable or most heightened state. And that is, Mm. you see more of them and that builds strength, that builds um, a really good relationship you know and then Mm. the conversations the hard conversations come thereafter because you're used to seeing each other in these 
unusual or abnormal states mm. and a, a hard conversation is unusual it's it's mm. it doesn't feel right it's challenging it's challenging like navigating a cliff at night it's challenging like jumping in the cold water so yeah, yeah go go out there embrace discomfort mm. with your friends and then the conversations will follow thereafter yeah i, mm. lo- I love that brother it's really beautiful mm. shared thank mm. you mm. thank Good. you mm. Mm. what has been your darkest time oh it's a, it's a it's a strong question. Yeah, I've done a lot of things in my life that I'm not happy of, man. Mm. You know, I'm gonna be straight up here. Um, my darkest time. And the reason why I ask this, brother, just briefly before you mm. share, is mm. because you hold yourself so beautifully. Um, you have such a big love behind yourself, and um, it's clear that it flows through you as well. Mm. Um, you've got such a big love for life, and um. I think what's beautiful about the opportunity on this podcast is we get to delve deep into that stuff because we've got the time to talk about it. Mm. So I can imagine, firstly, um, people usually uh, see people that are holding themselves strongly, that have this big love and big heart as people that have always had that, you know, as people that have um, always been able to navigate things very easily. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. It's not the case. Yeah. So I think that um, this is a beautiful opportunity for vulnerability as well as, beautiful opportunity as well for people to come to an understanding of what you've been able to do to come out of that space yeah and to be able to shift that um, yeah yeah because at the end of the day um yeah being able to hear stories like that is both inspiring but also practical as well yeah. so oh, well maybe i can try that yeah, yeah that's so, a good question yeah. and thank you for uh explaining it in a little more depth because there are a few things that come up a couple things are things that I've done in the past that I'm not happy of yeah and we all have them we all make mistakes you know and based on those actions that I had taken uh, where I had been on thin ice and should have been in a lot of trouble. Right. Um, it just, it encouraged me to make positive changes in my life so that I could avoid, you know, doing those sorts of things and they're not hurting anybody or anything. It's just silly yeah. things when I was young, you know, but yeah. another thing that comes up is, you know, I've had a few partners in the past, but I had never been broken up with until as of kind of recently. You right. Know? And um, she yeah. broke up with me and, and that hurt, man. I yeah. really liked her, you know, and it was a short relationship, but we fast tracked it by doing a lot of deep experiences yeah. together, you know, like jumping in the cold water, yeah. catching sunrises, yeah. talking about the deep things. And that was so bittersweet to me. It was like a blessing and a curse, you know, because I it hurt. and yeah. And because of that, I was able to really open myself up to these deep and strong emotions mm. and that allowed me to um, be able to process, you know, any situation in life that facilitated or catalyzed deep emotions or, or brought up strong emotions. I was mm. able to sit with them more because during that breakup, I just, I sat with it a lot. I sat with the sensations that came up oh, that, that hurt the heart, yeah. especially oh, the, the sadness. Courage, yeah. It was wow. challenging, man. And there was one day that, it was like pissing down with rain and it was like horizontal rain because the winds were so high and I was at my good buddy PJ's house and he was just looking after me, bro, because she had just broken up with me and um, it was like on winter and I was like to PJ, hey brother, you know, I've almost processed it all but I need to go running in the hills so I just got in my shorts and singlet and went running out in Devonport Hills and I did so some good. breath work. Yeah. I, I sat by the ocean's edge where the wind yes. was coming in and just yes. sat and felt it all come up wow. because there's no judgment from nature, you know? You you can be there and not worry about other people or, or what mm. they're thinking or whatever. You were just there with what you're experiencing, you know? And for me, that was a great opportunity to process that 
challenging part of my life. And it just gave me insight on we must seek the modalities that allow us to feel things in life or that allow us to grow in life. You know, that is the stillness, that is the breath work, that is the feeling. And yeah, I guess that was the darkest, but the most yeah. uh, growth promoting as well. And, and that's quite common. I found all of the dark situations I've had in my life have promoted so much growth mm. when I can actually allow them to come up and see them as they are and not try and forget about them. Yeah. So, you know, mm. yes, my girlfriend broke up with me. I could have forgotten about it, but actually, you know, I allowed myself to feel it. It was like for a week and a half. Every day I would just, you know, sit and just feel. Wow, and that eventually allowed it to pass through that flow. Mm. And then I could just be a bit more free. Yeah. Beautiful. So, you know, seek adversity in life, you know. Yeah. And adversity can be, uh, it can be unintentional. It can be uh, in, caused by somebody else. Mm. If that adversity is coming at you see it sleep with mm. it see it eye to eye and say what are you trying to teach me i because yeah, i could have cried and just crawled up and died in my bed you yes. know but i was like well, actually what's this trying to teach me yeah that breakup is teaching me to to be more of an empath to wow. feel more to understand yeah. emotions more and i thanked her man i was wow. like this sucked but thank you because you taught me so much wow. about myself you know beautiful brother mm, mm. so beautiful mm, wow thanks, and you feel the um yeah thank you for sharing that brother mm, all good, yeah bro. yeah mm. honestly i find that very inspiring mm. um like i i know for myself as well similar thing um i when i went through a breakup uh it would have been yeah last year um yeah like it was something that yes um, although it was me initiating it it still didn't feel any easier uh, mm. it was something that um i really had to feel into myself and um like create a month like to actually even allow for me to even have the conversation because i was so scared of having the conversation yeah not easy wrong Mm. yeah it was just not not right relationship and um yeah i I remember closing my eyes and just creating uh, a space where i could actually see myself without a that was hard Mm. man like that like even now it brings up like some sadness because i still have some of that deep down within me yeah that still like hasn't um been fully released you know Mm. and um yeah i remember just closing my eyes and feeling into that and yeah it was hard it was so so um there's so much resistance yet um the um what that gave me was the ability to actually allow the emotions to flow a little bit more create a situation in my mind where i could actually start to see some safety and some clarity on the other side of that conversation was okay okay i can breathe again okay i see Mm. once i stayed with it for a little longer a little longer and then that then the conversation was was enabled Mm. and uh yeah like i mean at the end of the day we were hurting each other you know um so it definitely was something that was needed yeah um but yeah it was, uh, it was yeah it's not an easy thing that those no. situations brother it's yeah, not sure. you know in mm. any situation that mm. is a dark time often visualization helps mm. man seeing yourself after you have processed that situation yeah so it's like okay this dark time i'm having right now it sucks but i'm gonna work through it and say if I work through it and I can process it, mm. how is it going to be on the other side of that brick wall? It's oh, probably yeah. going to be a meadow. You yeah. know? And it's just, although that brick wall looks impenetrable, impenetrable, <laughs> however you <laughs> say that. Well, impenetrable. Yeah, 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 that'll work. Mm. Um, you know, there's always a way. You just got mm. to be with it, you know, climb on over mm. or punch on through. Yeah, Depends brother. if you're angry or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful, bro. Nice, bro. Mm. Mm. So, um, essentially through these dark times you've um, learned so much you've grown so much and um, I really enjoyed as well what you shared as shared earlier 
around the fact that it's possible to learn something from anything and seek adversity as well. And that really is so key. Um, I know for my, myself as well, in terms of the growth that I've created is actually seeking things that do generate uncomfortability mm. um, and fear within. It's like, oh, that feels scary. Great, I'm going to do it. Builds resilience. <laughs> yeah, eh? Makes you more grit. You know, and that's and you the beautiful fight. thing about the cold swims, right? It's mm. like, oh, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. feel amazing after. Oh, totally, so you've broken bro. through the brick wall totally and there's the meadow, brother. you know? That's it, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, um, it's, it's this concept of top-down control that, um, that flows in all aspects of life. It's like when it's built in one area of life, it beautifully cross-pollinates into other areas as well just yeah, organically absolutely um yeah and it's, it's totally something that uh, can be built through uh, moving through resistance of cold swims not wanting to do the dishes and doing it anyway yeah. yeah yeah and really resisting a specific conversation but going for that conversation anyway because you know it's going to serve both of you mm. and of course serve the future you and yeah. um yeah that's um that's yeah such a big thing i mean at the end of the day if i don't seek adversity because so much of life does create adversity i'm basically hiding away from life itself yeah um yeah and um that was something that i really had to come to understand fully for me to actually really connect with that concept because um i was a scared little boy brother mm. i was a scared little boy um mm. yeah i was i'd hide away in my room not want to like you know speak with people um, yeah especially not wanting to speak with girls like mm. i was terrified of i was woman, the same brother. man yeah, yeah i yeah. was mm. yeah so yeah, yeah it's definitely um, really connecting with the um concept of the fact that um I really only have two choices when things arise. Is it going to make me more wounded or is it going to make me more wise? Yeah. And uh, yeah, coming to that understanding and truly really connecting with the fact that I, it is possible to become more wise and learn from just about any, literally anything. Mm. Um, yeah, that's where life really starts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. love that, man. Because yeah. often there's a lot of resistance towards what's worth doing. Oh, yeah. And that is embracing adversity. So I feel like if you can step back a bit, it's actually, can you overcome resistance? Mm. And that is just taking that first step out that door, man. Mm. You know, that first movement, which puts that flow in motion. Mm. And then you can just see it. You know, it's like going for a run you are on the couch you know and it's really hard to get from the couch out the door oh, once yeah. you get out the door it's like yeah. oh this feels yeah. good and there's the growth <laughs> yeah totally yeah yeah that's just resistance will cripple you if you if you let it you know mm. but if you cripple resistance uh, hey. so much growth on the other side yeah <laughs> beautifully said bro beautifully said cheers bro what's been your biggest lesson hmm biggest lesson mm. Ooh, probably probably learned from my brother actually wow mm, yeah yeah my brother and i have a have an amazing relationship but you know we have our we have our ups and downs oh, you know as brothers do yeah yeah but sam has always taught me how to be humble wow. you know i was quite selfish back in the day not yeah. gonna lie talk, talk to us about that a little bit yeah, what do you mean sure yeah. i you know i thought a lot about me and most of my decisions were made uh, with the mindset of like, how can I make my life better, you know, and often, often it would be uh, disregarding someone else, you know, or, or avoiding some sort of situation so that I could, you know, be comfortable within myself, you know. Um, so yeah, selfish, didn't really think about I, d I did think about other people's situations yeah. a bit, but still, I was quite selfish, yeah, you know. I was too, brother. Mm -hmm. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, my brother's always been very humble and he's he's always been the provider in the family. His love language, man, is acts of service. Hey, like if you do something yeah. for him, like he's so stoked. And oh, he wow. does that for the family because yeah. generally you do what your love language yeah. is, you know. 
Uh, and so, yeah, the biggest lesson is just being humble and, and, and having care and providing for others. Because when you give and serve in this life, you're not only providing value to others, but the value comes back tenfold, you know? You don't expect it comes back. Like, you don't need to expect it. It just does. So, yeah, Sam's taught me a lot about, you know, having having love for other people, mm. having, having um, uh, you know, uh, love and and care and just just being humble while doing things like he's also been uh very goal driven and has huge huge like dreams you know yeah but he does them yeah. first i'm the one to be like oh no nah, man i probably can't you know true but he, wow. he, he crushed them and so he's taught me to you know go big with snowboarding yeah. or you know he, he was a uh, very big pillar in starting this festival. And wow. I was like, whoa, shit, this is going to be hard, yeah. man. But he's always been like, we got this, man. Yeah. You know? oh, and he's so done good. that wow. while remaining humble, you know, yeah. really humble. And I'm just, mm. I love that, man, because you can achieve a lot of things in this life and let it go to your head, you know, and that creates selflessness and or selfishness, you know, and, and power, hungry mm. and whatever. But yeah, to remain humble is to remain uh kind and loving and and driven with your mission and not worrying about trying to be the best it's just like mm. just this is the and mission. A choice isn't it it is a yeah choice. yeah it's it a really choice is. to remain humble yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like what, what are certain things that you've done to actually bring through more of that humble nature mm. and less, less of that selfish nature if yeah. you will um actually one, one of my mentors said something really beautifully and he said half of suffering stops when others become a priority yeah, and, um, yeah, that's and like, exactly. Oh, that, you know, yeah, it was just uh, yeah, because it's no longer um, uh, the strong seriousness about I need to be here, I yeah. need to be doing this. Because then like, you have expectations, yeah, totally. and then you regularly fall from grace. Yeah, it's like oh man, you know I'm gonna disregard this person so that I can be happy, but then mm. the situation isn't what what you expected, and then you you are not happy. Mm. I really resonate with what your mentor said there, and for me, it's been the yoga because as an instructor, you are providing a platform for people to come. And have their best experience as possible. So for me, yoga has been a big healing modality for those who attend. I can see that, like, because it's been healing for me too. So yeah, to be able to guide people through a yoga flow that then allows them to find healing within themselves, that's encouraged me to be more humble, you mm -hmm. know, and and just uh, acknowledge others a lot more. And uh, a lot of my actions now come out of the thought of other people yeah the selfishness still comes up every now and then it's all part of it you know yeah. it's just first catching that and being actually like what does mm. this other person person feel and through yoga it's encouraged me to be an empath so that mm. i'm more likely to think about others others feelings and mm. situations mm. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful brother yeah mm. Mm. thanks bro so this amazing amazing journey that you're on has then led you to of course doing this festival um, so of course you mentioned your brother was a big inspiration for it. Mm. Uh, what do you feel has enabled you as well? Because that aside at the end of the day, it still needed to be a, uh, self-made decision whether or not you went forward with it or not. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like, you know, you're out of gun to your head or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. We're doing this. We're doing this wellness festival yeah. or else. Isn't that a bit backwards? It's a bit contra contradicting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I'd love to ask is coming from a place where there was, this um, angry version of self, um, selfishness, um, yeah. this I-ness constantly focused mm. on that, coming mm. to a place where it was more inclusive, more we, and um, less, more humble, more loving, more kind, uh, yet uh, as well, confident. Speak on that. You've been yeah. confident enough to step forward. 
uh, into something that you're wanting to do. A little bit of stupidity as yeah. well. Okay, talk <laughs> Craziness. About that. Talk about but, that. But yeah, man, what you just mentioned there about the love and the, the like bring people together and you know just that community is that's what encouraged me to do it and step mm-hmm. into it because it was fueling that humbleness even more you know um and you know i'm very passionate about bringing people together in a place of non-judgment in a place of personal growth and inspiration because I know how much can come of that, mm. you know, even on a smaller scale with like friends of mine, mm. so much growth comes out of it when we, when we come together in, a, in, a, mm. in that sort of space. So yeah, the idea that there was going to be a huge opportunity for people to come and grow together and build a strong community got me pumped on mm. that, man, because I'm like, our community needs this, you know, yeah. at the moment in our current climate, People like we have the highest suicide rate in the world, in New oh, Zealand, yeah. man. You know, and people are hurting, and and they need a place where they can come and, you know, process that mm. and find others on a similar path or others who can help. And that's what a re- our revive platform is all about. Wow, we're providing a platform for people to come into a space and either connect with others who are unified in their enthusiasm for growth or others who are struggling as well because mm. you're not the only one. Mm. You know, when you're struggling in life, it's so common for others to be experiencing that struggle too. It's just we don't speak about it. Yes, Revive is a non-judgmental space. We really emphasize that because yeah. we want people to come in and not be judged when they share their vulnerabilities mm. because it's not until you share your vulnerability that you can then let go of that and grow out of that mm. <clears throat> so the idea of that in my head bro knowing that on a grand scale there's an opportunity for people to experience that growth out mm. of either darkness or even just more growth out of a great life already got me really excited you yeah know? yeah that's oh, yeah. beautiful i love yeah. that yeah um if you were to look back at uh your old version of self yeah um say your 19 20 year old self um yeah um the one i'm assuming was probably still in anger and yeah yeah and ego um mm. what would you say to him well well at that time he was running a similar gathering well okay not a similar gathering okay. a similar size get size gathering but completely other end of the spectrum yeah this was a campground that we ran called unagi which means fried eel in japanese I have no idea why we <laughs> wait what what does it mean it means fried eel in japanese ah! <laughs> Unagi. Uh, yeah, you can get the Unagi sushi. Yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, quite yeah. common around yeah, here. I still yeah. haven't tried it. Oh, really? Maybe we should okay. go get it together, yeah, yeah, Maybe we should. Just yeah. one last let go of that. Yeah. See, see the Unagi <laughs> eye to eye, you know? Anyway, yeah, so we, I was running this party and it was it was hectic, man. Like, it was drugs, it was alcohol, mm. you know. It's what I was into back then, you know. Uh, Very opposite. It's <laughs> so opposite, man. Like, that That's is literally so the other end of the spectrum, yeah. you know. And the feelings I have gotten from Revive as opposed to the ones at that at that campground, uh, like love, mm. support, inspiration, mm. uh, reward, uh, satisfaction, mm. um, enthusiasm, sustainability of health and wellness. So if I could go back and tell him, I'd, I'd just be like, what are you doing right now? keep doing it just observe it and see what happens to you when you have this sort of experience and then see what it's going to teach you you know what can you learn from this experience yeah because it wasn't until i had those experiences that were at the other end of the spectrum it wasn't until having those that i could actually shift and make the change to where i wanted to be you know it's like you know what it's like at the bottom it's dark Mm. So therefore, when you come into the light, you can appreciate a light day because you've been in the dark. It's oh, the same kind of thing. Totally. So yeah, I'd just say, observe it as it is, keep doing it, yeah. and then see what it's going to teach you thereafter. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to see um, the possibilities and the potential beauty that can come from those low points, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's so yeah, it's mm. so true. So mm. much beauty can come of low points, you know? Mm. That that immense appreciation and gratitude for life. Oh, wow, yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah, because when you're at the depths, say if you're depressed or, or you're partying hard, taking lots of drugs, it sucks. Yeah. It feels like crap, yeah, man, it does. you know? Yeah. And then when you finally get out of that and you get on a path of good health and well-being and community, it's like, oh, this feels so good. Mm. It's sustainable. My energy is level as opposed mm. to like, yeah, I'm high, yeah. but then I'm down here, yeah. you know? I don't want to be depressed because of that. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, these dark times are so common in life and it's just seeing that they are part of life Yeah. and knowing that, they are allowing us to have a greater appreciation in life mm. when we do get back on track, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what I'd love to sort of bring it round to as we sort of um, come into the end of this conversation is you've mentioned a few times um, that, okay, that, um, that it was my anger, not me. We are not our emotions. I am me. We are not our thoughts. That we like, I'm me. Right. So this concept of uh, we being separate from our mind, me being separate from our body. Mm. Um, talk about that for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because so, I feel like the the <clears throat> lack of identification with that has given me so much freedom. Yeah. And I'm sure by the sounds of it as well, you yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like yeah. a lot of what my uh, inability to be free was coming from was yeah. identifying myself with the anger. Yes. And that is not processing it. Mm. And it just gets stored as a blockage and makes you heavy and mm. you keep getting angry. It becomes mm. a downward spiral if you don't see it and allow it to let, allow yourself to let it go. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just trying to think of the best way to approach this. So what we are at our pure essence is it's actually awareness. That's all we are at our essence. Mm. You know, uh, our physical body is just something that the awareness resides within, uh, and pain is actually just an extension of the physical body. It's not an extension of the awareness. Mm. So in Vipassana, I was taught that if you can remain aware to the physical sensations that arise and remain equanimous, mm. that is to not identify yourself with them, eventually that pain will disappear mm. and you will not. it will not have an impact on you, mm. you being awareness. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you can remain aware knowing that this these sensations that I'm experiencing are only just of the body mm. or this anger that is coming up is only of the emotions. Mm. It's not me. Eventually that will allow yourself to let it go and it will pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a hard one to wrap your head is. around. Like I, every time I have this conversation, I'm like, Oh, how do you explain yeah. it, man? Cause like, Oh, what? I'm not my body. Like, look, yeah, I can yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But what we, if you think about it, if you sit in meditation and you just remain aware and if, like, say an, a scratch comes up, just ignore it yeah. and just, but observe it and say, oh, I'm not itchy. It's just, that is a scratch. Let's see how long until it passes, yeah. you know, or that is a thought. It's an angry thought. Uh, sorry, um, an emotion. It's an angry yeah. emotion. Cool. I'm experiencing anger. Let's see how long it passes. Speaking like that. Yeah. Like you're not angry. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps you non identify yes. with the emotion, with the sensation. Equanimity, man, like mm. that, that's a big part of it, is just remaining um, neutral to whatever you are mm. experiencing. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Big time. Um, the mm. way if I'm, I've, yeah, I've heard it explained in a couple of ways that I, re I resonated with them both, actually. Um, one was the fact that we cannot be what is changing. Because um, at the end of the day, um, I is a constant. 
Um, yeah. And if Changes say, enough. yeah, if say I'm a uh, I'm a water molecule inside of a river, um, I am moving with that river. Therefore, I cannot notice it moving. But if I stand on on the side of the river, I can notice it flowing with the river. Mm. The only way I can notice that is if I'm separate from the river. So the only way I can notice a change within my system is if I'm separate from the change. Yeah. Yeah. So when the thought comes Beautiful. up, I'm, I'm I cannot be the thought because I'm I'm seeing the change of the thought. Yeah. When an emotion comes up, I cannot be the emotion because I'm observing the changing of the emotion. It's same with the body. Body's constantly um, uh, rebuilding and mm. um, deconstructing itself cellularly. Yeah. We're replacing. Um, I think quite literally in the millions of cells every minute, which is insane. Mm. Um, like the, the um, yeah, reproduction of cells is just um, const- a constant as well. Mm. Um, and the other thing as well was the concept of um, what I accumulate, what I accumulate, I cannot be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard Sadhguru speak on this a bit. Um, no, so, he talks I about, so if I was like, say to pick up, pick up this, um, yeah, bottle of water, um, I, I can say it's my bottle of water. Great. But if I start saying, this is my bottle of water, I'm um, sorry, if, if I just start saying, sorry, this is me, mm. you know, you might think I'm just gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, yep. saying, this is me, brother. <laughs> this is me. Definitely not you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Ten. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, um, you look a lot prettier than that, brother. Yeah, oh, thank you, brother. Uh, it's too kind. It's too kind. <laughs> um, so ultimately, uh, this body is an accumulation, really. If I didn't con- constantly consume the food that I've eaten, which has turned that into flesh, mm. I would have not been able to construct this body mm. the way that it's been. Um, so ultimately, I've accumulated this body over time. Therefore, I, like basically the same way as I accumulate. Say if I pick up, um, I don't know why this came to mind. I haven't eaten in years, but a lamington. Bro, have you eaten a lamington in a while? Not in a long time, oh, but man. that would be a harder take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For me, man. <laughs> I haven't done that years. Yeah, maybe, I don't know why that came to Maybe mind. we should get some unagi and lamentons after this and say, it's okay, it's not me. I'm going to eat it and it's, I'm exactly. going to not identify exactly. with it. It's probably that's a great it. way to eat food. That's it. freedom, brother. Freedom. Yeah. Um, but say I got the lamington and I, I, um, what a lot of people are doing is they're like, okay, this is my lamington. And they eat it. They start saying, this is me, but it's not. No, it's just become flesh. It doesn't mean that's you, right? So it's separate. Same with thoughts as well. I, I wasn't born with these thoughts. I didn't come out, you know, five foot 11. I didn't come out weighing 82 kilos. You know, I, I came out as all infant, but it accumulated over time. Mm. I came out as um, the, uh, like uh, a combination, accumulation of certain thoughts or certain patterns, but nowhere near to the extent that I've got gained now over the course of the impressions that I've gained throughout my life. So these are things that I've gained. Um, therefore, I cannot be what mm. I have gained, what I've accumulated. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th- those explanations really, um, really clicked for me in that understanding. And um, I know for... Um, yeah, those listening as well, uh, the closing of the eyes and um, the coming to that place of centeredness and seeing what is changing, see, seeing what is moving really helps that concept of non-identification, right? That mm. like feeling of spaciousness or separation. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other tools outside of sort of sit? Because that's a big one as well, right? Sitting with feelings, sitting with thoughts and not reacting to them mm. builds that space. What other sort of practices do you, do, would you share with people that would help with that non-identification? Hmm. Um, hmm. having trust in what your beliefs are and what your what your experiences are that you're having you know kind of trusting that anything that is happening in life you have a say over Mm. to an extent you know and 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 uh, yeah yeah i guess i guess just that trust of whatever comes up um it's up to you to decide on what it is for you you know and often if it's outside of your awareness, it's not you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
but yeah, it's something I could definitely think about and come up with more. But um, yeah, mostly it's just that uh, r- reminding yourself that the law of nature is everything that arises will pass, mm. but the constant is the eye, the awareness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes, and I guess it's the consistency of coming back to that, right? That yeah. Really helps strengthen that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, thank you so much for this, brother. No, it's thank you. Very, very beautiful conversation. I feel Absolutely. like it's very needed as well. Um, mm. I know you're very passionate about men's mental health, um, as I am. And um, what I'd love to ask is those that might be in the darkness, those might, that might be in this, um, in their, in a space of struggle right now. Um, what would you say to them? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question, yeah. man. You know, often when you're in that place of darkness, you feel like you're the only one. Just remember that you're not. You know, there's a lot of other people out there who are struggling in life. Um, it's just not often spoken about. So one, find a friend that you can trust and you can talk about that situation with them because when you talk about it, it's a way of releasing that from your your body or your deep, your cluttered mind. Um, or, you know, go, come to Revive. Go to one of the wellness yeah. festivals. There's no judgment there. Mm. And it's a great way for you to just show up as you are. And that alone in itself is really liberating, you know. Um, and there's also like, different workshops you can do that facilitate the release of emotion mm. that does not belong mm. like breath work yeah. or meditation or physical exercise or like community building workshops. You know, that's why I've started revive man. It's because Sam and I have had our darkness and our lives and we know our friends that have too. And we, you know, we have a lot of friends who struggle still. Mm. And, and that's why I've started revive. So just, yeah, find someone that you can trust or go somewhere in nature first to just process what you're feeling. And then, yeah, join join a gathering of non-judgmental people, whether it be a festival or a group of friends, or, or if you don't have any friends, all good. Just start going out to meet people. Go, mm. go up to people who you feel like you may be able to trust, you know. Mm. Talk to the person next to you in the, in the counter at the supermarket or you know, go to a gym and talk to the instructor after and ask them yeah. what they get up to. Yeah. Or, you know, Hot go, chalk, that's very scary. Yeah, yeah, it is scary. It really is. No, you're so right. And, you know, I think it's just uh, you got to take that first step, you know, and there's going to be resistance, but you will thank yourself later when you took that first step because on the other side, there's the potential for great relationships. Mm. There's the potential for you getting out of a potential dark space that you're in. There's Mm. potential for growth and getting on a path of good health and well-being. Mm. And that is often done with other people or, you know, places of quiet or with the trees go yeah. go talk to a tree. they will not <laughs> judge there. you you know yeah, nor the animals right yeah, yeah, yeah. go talk to your dog <laughs> animals are great medicine man yeah. i love my dogs you know yeah. I, you get unconditional love from dogs and mm. and just being around them is relaxing and yeah. sometimes they can make you laugh you know laughter is yeah. a really great medicine as well it for is. getting out of a hole put on a funny podcast or go to laughter yoga we have laughter yoga at the festival yeah where you laugh with each other who's and, the instructor for that um because nick's not here Nick's not here. Yeah. Nah, it'll be it'll be someone else this year. We haven't got yeah. it, but oh, we had cool. it last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll find someone else awesome. for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, at the start, it's like not very organic. And then after that, you were just in stitches. Yeah, yeah. And that also is liberating. Yeah. You know, just Massively. nothing like a good bit of belly laughter. Mm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Man, it's been such a blessing having you on. Mm, um, pleasure. Thank you for coming and sharing your heart. Thank you for giving us the time your day and um man thank you for everything that you're doing for the community it really is a blessing um Mm. so thank you for being you bro bro
Thanks, Kiza. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, I appreciate uh, those that are listening in. And hopefully you guys have gotten something out of the podcast. And, um, you know, if you ever want to touch base and maybe you are experiencing a dark time, I'm here to talk as well. Mm. So feel free to touch base with me. So where can they find you? Um, You can go through the Revive Festival NZ page on Instagram. Or you can come to my personal one, which is Yoga Send. Y-O-G-A-S-C-E-N-D. Yeah, like send it. <laughs> yeah, yoga send it large. So there's still my fight in there. Right? I was like, I'm not going to enter this glorified stretch routine without having that fight still, you know. But yeah, feel free to touch base with me. You know, I'm always here to call it all. And if there's anything I can do, I'm here to help. Um, but yeah, come, come join us at Revive. Tickets are on sale at the moment. Early birds finish July 31st. So grab a ticket, revivefestival.co.nz. Um, it's a beautiful experience. Mm. I can't cannot begin to describe without going on an hour long rant. But um, mm. yeah, it'd be nice to have you join. Oh, you, oh, you can, you're not going to be here, eh, brother? To. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted to. But I, hey, um, future years maybe. Absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent, brother. Mm. I'm going to be there in future years. Yeah. And um, yeah, guys, I cannot um recommend enough to go along to the Thrive Festival. Um, Jock has such a fantastic way of creating community and creating space and creating a great vibe and energy. Um, around with people around him and just around him in general and i know that that accumulation of um, fantastic people around him and the energy that he provides is just going to create such a fantastic space for uh, those that are in need of community are in need of being Mm. heard of being seen and are are actually craving some form of transformation or renewal or even just in a space where they just want to deepen their spiritual journey um, or let alone even at the very start of this, um, these festivals are some of the best ways to start to enter that change in life. So highly recommend Thrive, uh, sorry, Revive. Revive uh, yeah, I get confused as well. Yeah yeah, 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 but definitely Thrive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get confused um, when I say it because I, I, our organization, our nonprofit is called Thrive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so, cool. yeah. Similar um, thing. Yeah, exactly. Pretty mm. much the same thing. And mm. um, so highly recommend it, guys. The, uh, the details for jocks and revives instagram will be in the description below as well as the website yeah. website yep cool yeah so you'll be able to you guys will be able to go there check it out read up about it and also get your ticket for the 6th of january guys yeah. um yeah, which is very exciting so highly recommend mm. any final words bro uh for those of you that are watching thank you for tuning in mm. um just want to say you know if you are wanting to promote growth in your life it just starts with that first step the journey of a thousand miles starts with mm. the first step. Once you get the momentum and flow, it just all starts unfolding after that, you know. So off mm. the couch, out the door, breathing the fresh air and embrace. Um, yeah, we'd love to see all you guys grow well mm. and just, you know, it's a journey. It's all it's up and down, it's left, right and center, but that's what it's all about. Mm. Mm. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Kiza. Mm. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, guys, we don't uh, do any paid advertising. We don't run ads, nothing. Okay, so it's all completely free and there is a fee. The fee is that if you got anything from this, if you laughed, if you cried, right, if you burped, if you sneezed, <laughs> if anything um, that you felt was valuable, I don't know if a burp or uh, a sneeze was valuable, but hey, um, but if you found it valuable in any sense, then uh, yeah, please do share it. Um, that enables us to reach others that do, um, many do. I know for myself, when I was younger, I would um, this, this sort of conversation would have been quite transformational for me and quite life-changing so it does enable us to reach people like my old self and like those that um maybe even like yourself who might even be in that sort of space um needing a um to hear conversations like this so also as well as it um helps us to um reach more potential fantastic guests so we can um, bring on some 
other fantastic guests as well, just like good old Jock over here. Mm. And uh, yeah, so if you guys have any ideas of guests as well, please shoot them our way. You can find us on The Pocket Coach on Instagram or Coach Kizza. Again, all that stuff is in the details below in the show notes. Um, other than that, guys, I love you so much. This show cannot go on without you. So thank you. Um, it really means the world that you guys tune into this. And I wish you all the best. I'll catch you guys later. Till next time. That's why I do this for you.